That's true. I, I would have wanted something. You you like you really Aww, like his voice. Thank I know you. you. Said that. Thank you. I See, I like, I like her too. She's awesome. It reminds me of Tom Hanks. What? No! Yes. Oh no! <laughs> Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And what we do here is uh, I'm hosting tonight. So Kyle and Tim are going to be competing to get from one Wikipedia page to another, uh, only using with uh, links within the pages. Uh, and tonight you guys are going from the page for typewriter oh. to Tyrannosaurus. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Aw. I, I, I don't know why is... tyrannosauruses are cute now, but they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's their arms, Sky. It's is it clearly just, their Yeah, <laughs> it's their arms. And like Jurassic Park happened so long ago that nobody, nobody cares. Um, Sky, I, gotta, I just have to take this as a, a quick aside to mention. I always admire how efficiently you get right into the, like, into the show. You explain the show so much better than I do. Well, I have to edit this every week, so oh, I, that's know, a good idea. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> No, actually, I, it's more that I mess up talking, and that makes it longer than Aww. just, yeah. Um, so what we got to do is figure out who's going to go first. Ooh. And I have uh, another drag race for you guys. Oh, man. Oh, no. We haven't yeah. done it. I just got a new car. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, you did. You got a new a Fusion, right? A Ford Fusion. How was it Burgundy on the drive color. back? What other cars it is was, it made of? It was an amazing ride. Like, nice. I did not expect to get used to it so quickly. Right. But it feels like second nature. Did did you fuse with it? Is that I did. Oh, I I mind melded. Oof. That sounds dangerous. It's got a button ignition. Oh, saw, oh my god. Does it have like a dial uh Yes, it has a yeah. dial shifter as well. I know your car because I watched a commercial of it. <laughs> I was what like, that wait, even... that's, I think that's the car Tim has What now. does that even mean? A dial shifter? It has like, like instead a... of like, yeah, instead of shifting wait. into another gear with a stick. No. You spin a Tim, little dial. Tim, you're like turning up the machine. volume on your gears. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, that's essentially much. what it looks like. No, that's weird. Turn it up to drive. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Um, I but, feel like there's ways that that could go wrong quickly. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah, it's a dial uh, and a button <laughs> to make to make the process of driving a car that much easier. The marvels. Wow. Of but there are still times where I, I get in the car, I close the door, and then for like a few seconds, I'll just stare at like the fob <laughs> in my hand. Right. Yeah, that's And my brain is trying to process like, there should be a key here, right? Like you need to do something Where's the with this key? Thing. So Is it hiding? <laughs> Where, is it that, somewhere inside this fob this plastic brick that i'm holding those, those oh no wait there's the button <laughs> you can get an app to do stuff can't you can't you <laughs> start your phone with an app it's crazy no oh, start my phone with an app <laughs> that's what the tv told me so so that's going to be the new thing for vcrs that you know how for our generation not being able to set your vcr was the way that you knew that your parents are old Oh. For the next generation, it's going to be, do you get into a car and try to do something? Right, yeah. They're going to make right. fun of you for trying to look for where the... Oh, my parents are hilarious. They always try to put their key into... The, who does that anymore? They act like a key is something you put it, put into something else. Why would you do that? It's just, weird. It's your password. Jeez, just use your thumbprint. Gosh. Okay, I need you both to go to monkey. Oh, Wikipedia sorry. Wikipedia slash monkey. 
Monkey. Monkey. monkey. Never been anything but the mere monkey. <laughs> All right, All you guys right. ready? Aww. So, oh, I should explain monkey. this just in case. It's been a while. I'm a monkey now. All right, so that is a cute monkey. These guys are very cute monkey. Yeah, like when I went to this page, it I'm like, looks yeah, like it's a got a little toupee page. on. Aww. It's like a little hey, Dracula monkey. monkey with a toupee. Whoa, okay, that went a weird way. Well, it's got the what bat ears. Do... Oh, sure. What I've done is I've gone through this page and picked a link, and now I'm going to tell you what roughly what the first sentence of the page says. Mm. And then you need to find that link within this page, tell me the answer, and then I'll give you the next clue. And you guys just need to race to the end, which is honey. They're oh. going from monkey to honey. Words that sound vaguely similar. Are yeah, these... that's... That's when I decided to stop. Are these like oh, okay. the, are these like the pet names that you and your and your Aww. wife have for each other? <laughs> yeah. No, I, honestly, I start everyone with like, okay, this time I'm gonna do a circle because I always want to do that. Is like go from monkey to monkey, you know, and, yeah. and that would be amazing. <laughs> but I never eventually I'm like, okay, I've spent an hour on this. I'm not doing it longer. <laughs> All right, let's get going. Uh, but I did I did tweak tonight's a little bit tonight, so you're going down, uh, Tim. All right. Probably. You guys ready? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> I just like to imagine you two in drag cars revving up your engine, and Kyle turns to you and says, You're going down, Tim. And you turn your head. Probably. Yeah, just shrug. <laughs> I was not okay. I don't know what to do with that now. All right. Ready? Set? These are fictional characters created by American author. L. Frank Baum in his classic children's oh. novel, The oh, Wizard right, of Oz. Right, right. Ah, uh, would that be? Oh my gosh. Oh, th this is a weird page. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, where are you? Oh. Winged monkey yeah. is often referred Winged to monkeys. in that. Uh, this uh, is a. What? I was just reading the sentence. Go on. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a 1992 American comedy film directed by Penelope Sephiris and starring Mike Myers as Wayne Campbell and Dana Carvey as Garth Alger. Hosting yeah. a public access television cable TV show. That's on this page? Is it under Legacy in here? I sure no. hope it is. On oh this my page. gosh. Otherwise, I missed it. Wayne's up. World is a 1992 American comedy film. Ah, right. Would this, you find that? It's my favorite movie. This is the imaginary wall at the front of a stage of our traditional three walled box set in a proscenium theater oh through my which gosh. the audience sees the action in the world of the play. I can't believe that's on this page. Ah, the Wayne's fourth world. wall is the imaginary wall at the front of the stage in a traditional ah. red box set. He is known as the creator of broad film farces and comedic parodies. His best-known films include The Producers, The Twelve Chairs, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silent Movie, oh. High Anxiety, History where of the World, Part One, yeah, Spaceballs, and Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He's the best. Oh, no, where is he? We're getting really close to, to someone. Oh, there's Tom Hanks. Uh, I mean, you can get to Tom Hanks from anywhere. Yeah. All, all roads lead to Tom Hanks. Okay, let's see. Mel Brooks! Mel Brooks is uh -huh. in a, Melvin! Melvin! James Brooks, I didn't know it was Melvin. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, he's there. He is known for his betrayal of Willy Wonka in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh, Factory no. and for his four films with Richard Pryor. Silver Streak, Stir, Stir Crazy, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and another you. 
Well, it's it's obviously we know who that is. I mean, yes. Uh, I know you know who it is. The, the, the race is to find it. Bless his soul. <laughs> Gene Wilder. Gene Wild. Jerome Silverman. Known professionally <laughs> as Gene Wilder. What? A painting method in which the paints are made of pigments suspended in a water-based solution. All right, let's see. Okay, Mel Brooks. Boom. Oh man. Oh wait. Would it be under? No, not. Gene oh Wilder. gosh. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Uh, man, a form of painting. I know what it is too, because I was looking at his page today. Tim. Just need to get there. Just need to get there. Oh, Gene <laughs> Wilder. No. Yeah, come on. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, watercolors. watercolors! A sweet food made by bees foraging nectar from flowers. Oh my gosh, we both found it at the same time, but... Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh. Uh, I feel like I've clicked this before. It's probably not blue. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on the watercolors page before? No, on the honey page. I feel like we've done that page. Oh, mm. oh, oh, honey! Honey! Oh, Tim gets it by a hair. Oh, oh nice job. Oh, Tim gets the biscuits. <laughs> There's literally honey-coated biscuits. Look at those page. biscuits. Those look delicious. All right. Well, good job, guys. Uh, before we get started, I, mm. I do want to do one quick shout out. Uh, we actually, um, we, we hung out with some friends over the weekend. Uh, and they, while we were talking, um, Someone else that we knew brought up this podcast, which oh, I nice. didn't know they even listened to this podcast. I don't remember. I don't remember talking about this with them. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, do you still do that podcast?" I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, I do. And then everyone was like, "Oh, you do a podcast?" Whoa, so, podcast. Uh, yeah. So they wanted to know about the podcast. And one of our friends, who was awesome, looked it up on his phone immediately and subscribed to it while we were talking. That's amazing. And, yeah, it was. It was. It's a miracle so, of internet. It makes us feel like uh, celebrities. It for like ten seconds it did. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out uh, to Josh and Nicholas uh, for for listening to what ten minutes into this episode. And if you got this far, thank you. You don't have to listen to the rest of it. You can make it up later. <laughs> you were absolved. Yes. There you go. All right. That was it. All right. Yeah. Typewriter. Typewriters. Check it out. Yep. Do, they, do you know there's a lot about typewriting. You know who yep. collects typewriters, which is a weird bit of trivia that I know. <laughs> who? What? Um, I feel like I know somebody. Uh, I know somebody who, who collects typewriters. A famous person who collects typewriters. I, I just mentioned him a few minutes ago. Who I dislike intensely. What? What? We've talked about this, Tim. Um, wait, okay, just a second. Let me. Why do you not like him? Let me because think about he's annoying. Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh, no, but yes, he um... totally would. <laughs> and I also dislike him intensely. <laughs> uh, Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks. What are you talking about? Oh, you do? I'm, I'm, I'm Wash your mouth out. <laughs> Man, I don't know anyone else. Uh, he in okay. I've recently seen him in. Uh, he was. I was w watching Tales of the Crypt. Justin with a Timberlake. Of mine. Yes, it's Justin Timberlake. As a matter of fact, no. Oh, cool. Um, who he he was recently in, or recently like in the eighties. He was in an episode of Tales of the Crypt that I watch with Jerry, and in that scene, he was with he had a typewriter with him, an antique typewriter. 
he was in 30 Rock and had an antique typewriter with him. Um, what else? He's been in a lot of TV uh, episodes, like just as a one-off thing, and he gets typewriters on TV a lot. Hmm. It's a um, lot of power. Yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> what? No. We are thinking about the same person, right, Kyle? I really think so. I, I hope like so. like this game. This is a better game than the one I came up with. Do you want me just to tell you? He he was wearing in, in the... Uh, in fact, I'll try to find it because it's great. Um, in the Tales of the Crypt episode that he's on. I would love to see this episode of Tales of the Crypt that it's, this person is on. It's terrible. And he looks... Well, I mean, they're all it. terrible, but that's what makes them good. Well, fair. Yes. Oh, here it is. I found it. Hang on a second. There we are. All right. Hang on a second. I'm going to... Just put this in here and you can tell me who it is. No, it is exactly who I thought you were talking about. And Good. he is not uh, annoying. He's totally He is annoying. an American icon. Ugh. I don't know who the that most, is. The what? most... <laughs> yes. You, you millennial. He's the... He is the... I'm ruining television. Quintessential everyman. And that is the reason I dislike him. Everyone thinks that they're like this dude. And they are not like this dude. No one can be like that dude. Uh, what? Okay, all these guess, pictures? What? I guess. I guess he's not in. I, I guess I thought it was like, is he in all these pictures in this album? But apparently he's not. If you think... look closely enough. Did you try to reverse Google this? <clears throat> no, it's just an album that you. Sent oh my on. gosh! No, I didn't. Oh, it only no. says the album. Yeah. No, he is not. He's just well, in that one image that I sent. Okay. You don't know who that is? Is it John Mellencamp? That, is he an actor? <laughs> Sky, no. I'm just looking at this face and thinking about names that I know that kind of would go in. Damien Rice. Sky, you're amazing and I love you, but no. Um, it it's it's Tom Hanks, Sky. That's Tom Hanks. That's Tom Hanks. Tom, that's Tom Hanks. We're done. Tom Hanks. I'm done with this podcast. Not, sadly, Tim, not mentioned. Tim, you're welcomed back. You're welcome back on this podcast anytime. But I think we're going to need to find a new third because um, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> tonight i gotta call uh, my mother uh, what and let her know that no that you're happening. not on the podcast anymore that, are we breaking up sky are you there <sighs> yeah i'm there i'm i okay. hear you now i got my headphones back in okay oh. welcome welcome back thanks so tom hanks does collect typewriters hey mom he does hey oh hi i just needed to hear your voice in this trying time uh, Kyle, Kyle doesn't like Tom Hanks. I don't like Tom Hanks. I'm sorry, wait a minute, I gotta turn this off. What? Yeah, Kyle, <laughs> my friend Kyle doesn't like Tom Hanks. So I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Sky's mom. Well, I mean, like, who doesn't like Tom Hanks? I don't, he's so smug. Kyle doesn't like Tom Hanks. I guess that's a pretty, that's a pretty level-headed answer. What did she say? I, it is crazy, right? I just wanted some like, like. No, it's crazy. You're. I just needed a rock, okay? Because my world is crashing down. That's why I called you. I didn't want you to do anything about it. You know what? I respect your mom's opinion. I know. Like. I don't know either. Because even like, even in like in bad movies, like I, like I watched a movie that I was, I didn't think I was gonna like, and. 
It was uh, it was that one where he's like a spy, but he was like an everyman spy. Yeah, that's what but I hate about But he was like an everyman's it. lawyer spy. Ugh. But it was still good. <laughs> no. What? It's so... No, not Da Vinci Code. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I think it was called Bridge of Spies. That's what it was called. I think it was oh, Bridge of yeah. Spies, yes. One of the newest ones. Yeah, it was a Cold well, War I, movie. I it was good. Know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, you're, you're, it's it's bizarre, right? Oh man! Yeah, you're being recorded right now, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. We have you on the podcast, but I can cut you out if you don't want to be on it. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's my attitude. I can I can respect your mom's opinion. Yeah. Yep. Just backpedal for okay. his on his for his sake. I get you. Okay. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> I. Yeah. That's true. I, I would have wanted something. You 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 really Aww. like his voice. Thank I know. you. you Thank you. I See, I like her too. She's awesome. It reminds me of Tom Hanks. What? No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye. Uh, your you, you mom is amazing. Mm, yeah, I'm just glad that my mom isn't crazy as well. <laughs> yep. Your mom is amazing, and also I respect her opinion. <laughs> um, now I don't blame myself for not recognizing that guy because I'm like, <laughs> if he can't, like, Tom Hanks was immediately out because, like, he's fantastic. So, oh my gosh. One, and he's like one, a nice guy off, off set, too. Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Super. So one little story I have about that, um, about Tom Hanks and typewriters. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so disappointed that he's not on uh, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, me too. Uh, He's not on here? Nope. How? Uh, If you're familiar with the, the podcast, uh, the Nerdist. uh, Okay. Yes. They tend to interview people now and then. And (laughs) they wanted to get Tom Hanks on their show. So they sent him a typewriter. They found this old typewriter and they sent it to him and eventually uh, a little bit later they actually got a letter from him um typewritten on this typewriter and it says dear chris ashley and all the diabolical geniuses and nerdist industries just who do you think you are to try to bribe me into an appearance on your thing with this gift of the most fantastic corona silent typewriter made in 1934 you are out of your minds if you think that i wow this thing is great action in this deep crimson color. What? Wait, I'm not so shallow as to... And it types nearly silently. Oh, okay. I will have my people contact yours and work out some kind of interview process. Damn you all to hell, Tom Hanks. And he did appear on their show. That's beautiful. Yes. I would have respected it more if he had appeared only as a typewriter and just clicked all his answers. You can't... like. Like no 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 like uh like he's the most style. talented actor of our day, but he cannot be a typewriter. Disagree. To be honest, I thought about <laughs> make like if I had a typewriter, I thought about making you guys me typing on a key and you telling me which letter I. Hit. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I would have been like, wait, that. that wouldn't really work. No, it would have been but great. It would be great if I had a typewriter. Oh man, amazing! Well, let's actually do our show. I mean, mm, I guess we, we should are. probably. <laughs> Like the game of the show, show, Tim. 
I don't see where we're going wrong here. Oh, guys, I love the breakdown on this page so much. It's this is one of the most impressive Wikipedia pages I've seen. Like, I just want to. Can mm-hmm. I just read the subheads? You, you know, know I, Tom I bet Hanks it was written by Tom this. Hanks. Yes, <laughs> I was say, I'll that's why he's not it. mentioned down here because I'll, he wrote this. Yeah, I'll live with it because just under okay, they have the history in early innovations, but one point two. There's a one point two point one. In fact, it goes to one point two point six, and it goes. Uh, it's standardization is the overhead, and then front striking, shift key, tab key. Character sizes, color, noiseless designs. Like I can just see like a pitch person doing each of these as like, you know, like the new big thing. Like, no, no, no. Shift keys were last week, Jimmy. This week we're going tab keys. Yeah. In in Romania in the 80s, uh, they felt that typewriters posed a big security risk. What? What? How? Uh, if you hit someone with one, because that's the only okay, way. You can like know. plagiarize stuff, right? They were oh, a control sure. technology, secret police in charge of maintaining files of the typewriters and their owners. Uh, Pose a significant risk for dissidents and authors. In Romania, according to State Council Decree Number 98 of March 28, 1983, owning a typewriter, both by businesses or by private persons, was subject to an approval given by the local police authorities. People previously convicted of any crime or those who, because of their behavior, were considered to be, quote, a danger to public order or to the security of the state, unquote, were refused approval. In addition, once a year, typewriter owners had to take the typewriter to the local police station where they would be asked to type down a sample of all the typewriter's characters. That's crazy, man. Oh, man. So there was a there was a time when uh, the what is the, the quick red fox jumps over the lazy brown dog like that. Like, that was, like, a police requirement? Yeah, apparently. Yep. Oh, man. I feel like there's some installation art, like, happening right there. Or could happen at some point. For sure. <laughs> oh, man, there's just so much to go on, on I this know. page. Correction technologies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> According to the standards taught in secretarial schools in the mid-20th century, a business letter was supposed to have no... Bi- <laughs> Here, a business letter was supposed to have no mistakes and no visible corrections. Citation needed. Okay. Why? I don't know why that's here and also why it needs to be cited. <laughs> that is a weird, like that's the whole thought, huh? Uh, accuracy was prized as much as speed. Indeed, typing speeds as scored in proficiency tests and typewritten typewriting speed competitions included a deduction of 10 words for every mistake. What? That's nuts. Corrections were, of course, necessary. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) There are no perfect typists. (laughs) And many methods were developed. Oh, my goodness. Well, whiteout used to be like a real thing. It used to be the thing people had, (laughs) which is crazy to think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my parents had it. I'm looking at the Hanson writing ball here, and it's yeah, kind of cool I looking. Yeah, I love tight balls. Like, yeah, what? it looks like a um, looks like a pin cushion almost. Like the keys yeah. are on the top of this ball and sticking out like a pin cushion. I'm and, not seeing this. Where is this? I mean, there's different variations of it, but essentially, it's like it's almost like a little. It's like those special keyboards you get if you're real serious about like online games. Oh my gosh! I just hacker. I just found it. Oh, yeah. this is the mm-hmm. coolest. It looks real cool. I would own one of these. This I would collect this. And the way, and it also like so it's a ball, like it's it's like a half ball with these keys in it. 
standing on um, two legs, and the one I'm looking at at least has <laughs> also has a holder for the page, but the page is like folded, and it must what? move the page so that it angles it right, so it hits the keys right every time. Oh my goodness! Like it's it's really it looks like. It looks like something like if you told me like, oh, this was a, this was what the t- the typewriter became. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is obviously this is the thing that we used in the future from yep. 1870, though. Dang. Yeah, it's real cool looking. So I have two choices that I am thinking of here. Well, I also have two choices, so it doesn't matter which one you pick. Cool. So uh, pick, don't do pick you the one I'm guys about. want me to go old or new? Uh, geez, you're, uh, new. Okay. Uh, so do you know? Uh, this it feels like I, I go to this um somewhat regularly. We're not a, talking a about pandas again, Tim. No. Oh. Uh, where do you find typewriters being used in, in video games? Oh. Uh, save points. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically a save point in the game Resident Evil. Is that seriously on this page? <laughs> yes, it is. What? The early Resident Evil video games use a typewriter as a save feature and oh, use one ink gosh. ribbon per save. Which is very wasteful. So Tom Hanks is not on this page. No. Nope. But Resident Evil is. Absolutely. Maybe Tom Hanks likes Resident Evil, apparently, because he wrote this page. <laughs> Let it be known in <laughs> We Should Know Better Canon. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are you going with, Kyle? Well, uh, I would like to talk about the end of the era of typewriters. <laughs> uh, just just for reference here, in, in April 2011, uh, Godrej, I guess, and Boyce, a Mumbai-based manufacturer of, manical, manufa- manufacturer of mechanical typewriters, closed its doors leading to a flurry of erroneous news reports that the, quote, world's last typewriter factory had shut down, cited. The reports were quickly re- quickly debunked, cited, 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 cited. It's pretty serious. Uh, in November 2012, Brothers UK factory manufactured what it claimed to be the last typewriter ever made in the UK. That typewriter was donated to the London Science Museum. I'm clicking the London Science Museum? That's a good call. I feel like there's dinosaurs nearby. <laughs> the 21st century has seen a revival of interest in typewriters among certain subcultures. I wonder why. Certain subcultures. Makers, steampunks, hipsters, <laughs> Whoa, no, no. and street poets. <laughs> steampunks are steampunks? now a subculture, apparently. I mean, I knew like people like cosplay as steampunk, but I didn't know the whole culture. I didn't know it was like a plural like you could have a group of steam what do you yeah, suppose a group, a group of steampunks yeah the group uh, name for a bunch of steampunks is a a, 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 a billow a oh no you got it that's it it's yeah. a it, it's a yeah it's that one <laughs> it's that one all right resident evil resident evil is a classic video game series where dogs jump through windows and and maul you ah, and, and you terrify you and i was so scared of these games when i was a kid I, uh, it, they my, were really scary growing up, like because yeah. there were not a lot of horror games back then, at the time, at least not ones that we knew about as kids. Yeah, yeah. this is like the first one that seemed to really pop out into the market and be like a prominent 
you know, property. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, I was very um, hesitant to play it, but also deeply fascinated by it. Because <laughs> yeah. I would be that kid in, like, Kmart, like, thumbing through the the player's guides for these games. Yes. Being like, oh, this looks really cool. Oh, man. I don't want to play this, but <laughs> it looks neat. Uh, but then later on, I would start playing. And uh, we've so, had fun, uh, Sky and I, doing some co-op like Resident Evil 5 and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say. And then like when you started playing them, I would be watching you play them and just, mm-hmm. try, just trying to be a big man. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be a big boy and deal and with like, these very scary like, monsters. I'm like, man, Sky's watching me. I got to keep playing this. Oh, man, you guys, <laughs> you guys peer pressured each other. Yeah. Yep. Um, so my favorite story about uh, Resident Evil is uh, one of my friends who, back in high school, a buddy of mine was very determined to be the cool guy who wanted to, who wanted to be the, you know, he wanted to play Resident Evil because, you know, they did the remake and it was all very shiny and everything. <clears throat> but he wanted to, like, dial it up to 11. So he, like, waited till it was nighttime, turned off all the lights... And like, you know, did the whole thing where, you know, he got ready and he was playing the game. And, you, you know, in the very first cutscene where the zombie like very slowly turns to look <laughs> at you. Yeah. Yes. He uh, I, we, I was sitting there watching him play the game and I had already, you know, I'd, I'd played the game once before uh, with, with our other friend, Jerry. But um, like he was holding the controller but he screamed <laughs> threw the controller at the TV and then <clears throat> ran out of the room. That's amazing. It was incredible. And horror games are so scary. I made him come back in the room. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay. You know, like, like I'll show you what to do. All you got to do, you got to hold the R button and, and like click it and, and then you'll, you'll, you'll aim at it and then you fire and it'll die. And that's it. Well, I mean, you have to fire like five, six, seven times while it's still I, coming at you. I understand. And you can't really back away while firing, of course. And Because that's not what police people do. And the camera angle is right over your shoulder and like right. pointing down a little bit. So you can't quite see everything. You got tank controls. So freaking out. He He calms down. He unpauses the game. Uh, brings the gun up and it's, you know, he's lined up and everything. Empties the clip straight into the wall. <laughs> the zombie grabs him and starts biting him. He screams and runs out of the room again. Oh my gosh. What is going on? It was amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I feel a lot better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and then he came back and then I like walked him through him, like point at the zombie. <laughs> right. You, so. <laughs> and then we were fine. So Resident Evil uh, is actually based on an original game for the Famicom, the, the NES in Japan, called Sweet Home, which sounds what? very innocent. Yes. Sweet Home uh, was made in 1989 by Capcom. Mm. It has wow. a sort of RPG-ish horror game. Uh, oh, never, weird. Never seen an official uh, English release, but I believe there are translations available, of oh, course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting game. Have you seen the Resident Evil 7? Uh, like, they're trying to go into, like, VR-ish kind of stuff with this now. 
No, but I'm that is looking too spoopy for me. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, I also love the. I'll sit out on that one. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Resident Evil is, of course, also known as Biohazard in Japan. Uh, I love the fact that the composers of the Resident Evil series are referred to as the Biohazard Orchestra. Oh, dang. (laughs) And that just makes me think of like tubas and (laughs) trumpets and stuff just like spewing glowing green liquid as they play. Okay, that's terrifying. Yep. Uh, There have been Resident Evil games on just about every system known to man uh, in the modern era. (laughs) Do they have a, is there a mobile phone one yet? I almost want to say that there was one on the N-Gage. That's oh, I think there is, yeah. (laughs) I think it's probably the only thing on on the N-Gage. So, who who are your favorite Resident Evil characters? Are you you fans of Leon S. Kennedy? Leon! Leon! Yeah, uh, I guess Chris. (laughs) I I guess. He's kind of mutated into a weird thing now, but back in the first game... You, I, like, I was the guy who actually read the backstory on the characters. I'm like, oh, he's a failed uh, uh, Air Force pilot just trying to make good. Like, oh, man, he's trying so hard. <laughs> I I read that. And I was like, oh, I, I identify with this guy. I think he's cool. Yeah, I do. Like, I don't really know any of the backstories of any of them. Uh, remember, I, I, I don't. Mean, Rebecca was neat, I guess. Rebecca Chambers, yeah. Just kind of like name. the. Like the teen rookie. Yeah. Yay, I'm helping. (laughs) Um, I I think my favorite was was Barry. Oh, yeah. Because he just seemed like the team dad with the bad jokes. (laughs) Oh, really? A Jill sandwich. A Jill sandwich. I don't remember that. (laughs) It's it's pretty classic. Oh, man. So I came to Resident Evil, not for Resident Evil, but in the hopes that they would mention another game they came out a little bit after Resident Evil. Oh, no. Oh, um, oh no. It's is like it... Resident Evil, except instead of zombies, Dino. you're fighting dinosaurs. Is Dino Crisis on there? Dino yes, Crisis it is. is. No. There it is. There's no way. <laughs> Dang it, Tim. How did you outdraw me on this? <laughs> Whoa. I, it was so close, though, wasn't it? I'm so mad at you. <laughs> Man, all right, you're on Dino Crisis. Oh yep. no! And Kyle, you're on the Science Museum, Kyle. Oh London. no! Oh no! Because this Why the, don't even do it's this. Not, it's about science, but not dinosaur. Not dinosaur science. <laughs> no history in this science. I mean, Uh-oh. there's there is history, but not there's the science. Not history. enough. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh wow! Well, the. Uh, the Science Museum is a major museum on Exhibition Road in South Kensington, London. It was founded in 1857, and today is one of the city's major tourist attractions, not cited, attracting, oh, th- there it goes, cited, and three, attracting 3.3 million visitors annually. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Well, they have a lot of things at the... Like at other museum. publicly funded national museums in the United Kingdom, the Science Museum does not charge visitors for admission. I don't know why we can't friggin figure that one out <laughs> um let's see uh they they have a couple collections including oh man i forgot about this this is an interesting bit the uh they have a uh, the puffing billy the oldest surviving steam locomotive uh, <laughs> oh they literally called it the puffing billy which was they, awesome it's an awesome name that's a good name uh mm-hmm. the very first jet engine probably not the very first one but you know um 
a reconstruction of Francis Crick and James Watson's model of DNA. Um, oh, the, the Charles Babbage's difference engine. Uh, and they also have documentation of the very first typewriter. Yay. Oh, wow. Um, which we talked about. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I do want to mention one bit here that's a little weird. Um, in October, uh, here under the, the Dana Center, um, the center is an urban bar and cafe annex to the museum. It was designed by MJP Architects in October 20, uh, 2007. Uh, the Science Museum canceled a talk by the co-discoverer of the structure of DNA, James D. Watson, because he claimed that IQ test results showed blacks to have lower intelligence than whites. That's weird. That is weird. Just a second. Pretty gross. Oh, oh, is the is the toilet flooded? Was it flooding? Yeah. Because there's standing water on the on the floor. On the floor, and it smells chlorinated. Oh my gosh, we have a whole thing. All right, just just. Go for Sorry, it. we'll be if here. You guys, if you mm -hmm. guys want to cover for me, you can go ahead and okay, <laughs> just uh, yeah. make it up. Sorry. Yep. So Tim, yo, <laughs> what are we on again? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm currently on Science Museum London. All right. And you are on Dino Crisis because I'm still mad at you. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I don't know what. I, I can't believe I, I totally blanked on making that jump. It's It's been really weird that I've been relying, I feel like I've been relying a lot on Capcom games to get me through <laughs> recently. I think, I'm gonna need to, I think I'm going to need to stop using this crutch. <laughs> you should write them a letter. Like, mm -hmm. dear Capcom, you've been making my, you've been making my podcast possible. Thank, Thank you. you for your wildly diverse uh, library of games. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what i'm just reading about science night oh yeah that's nuts i just uh, love the fact that oh my gosh an all-night extravaganza with a scientific mm -hmm. twist i just it's you know up to 380 children aged between 8 and 11 accompanied by adults invited to spend an evening performing fun science-based quote-unquote activities <laughs> they're just based in science but i love how uh, in the morning, they're woken to breakfast and more, more science. More science. <laughs> that sounds like something from Portal. Mm -hmm. In the morning, you will be woken for breakfast and more science. Oh, oh! You thought you thought you could escape? <laughs> you thought the science could only get you at night? <laughs> <laughs> it's here for you now. <laughs> there will be more science after mm -hmm. breakfast. And I like adult-only evenings. Whoa, I missed From that. From lectures to silent discos. What? What's what? a silent disco? Oh, well, now I need to look this up. <laughs> it's got to be better than a, a disco with sound. Silent disco. Silent disco or silent rave. Isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It's one of those personal discos. Oh, Tim. Have mm. you ever... Have you seen these? I, I don't think show. I have. Oh, man. It's great. A silent disco is or is an event where people dance to music listened to on wireless headphones. Rather than using a speaker system, the music is broadcast via radio transmitter and the signal being picked up by wireless headphones worn by the participants. Those without the headphones hear no music, giving the effect of a full room of people dancing to nothing. I, I actually like this. This sounds really cool. It... <laughs> 
I can see I can see how this could be really fun for like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, you might want to check out the Bamboo Jambu in J- Florida. Jambu? Uh, which is a music concert in De Leon Springs, Florida. And their theme seems to be bamboo. <laughs> um, oh, why is it taking so long to load? It is. Oh, here we go. They, this Twitter or this Facebook feed uh, is directed to the Bam Jam fam. Bam Jam fam. I wonder how much of this guy is going to listen back to and be like, oh yeah, this is usable. <laughs> this is great. Radio gold. Should just let them do this all the time. Hey, where are you guys uh, at? Oh my goodness! Hello. We're at we're at Bamboo Jambu. Bamboo Jambu. That sounds yeah. pretty exciting. I gotta go clean a floor. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm we're real just, sorry. We're just talking stuff now. Don't worry. Uh, well, I mean, if you guys want to keep going, you could do it because I don't want to hold up your whole night. Uh, okay. This is fine. I'm real sorry. It's okay. Yeah, you can't control toilets. Actually, you can, which is sort of the point. Not when they decide to fight back. That's fair. <laughs> Bam Jam Fam, our fellow fam, Holy Miss Moly. They just love alliteration, don't they? Yeah, that's the whole point of this. Ooh, I mean, uh, Tim, they literally called it I the am, Bamboo Jambo. I'm seeing a disappointingly few <laughs> pandas on this Facebook page. I'm sorry. Um, all right, so I am actually, even though you... Man, I'm still mad at you for, for getting to Dino Crisis. I can't believe that. Um, but I may have something that's getting close as well. Um, all right. So the museum houses some of the many objects collected, collected by Henry Wellcome around a medical theme, which I don't care about. The fourth floor exhibit is called Glimpses of Medical History with Reconstructions and Dioramas of the History of Practice Medicine. I'm clicking dioramas. I feel like that will get me close. I mean, it's it's really close to dinorama. Wow! Now I wish it was that. Yeah. Dang it, <laughs> Tim! You're making this there. You're making this so much better than I could hope for. Thank you. <laughs> All right, where are you going? That dino crisis. I'm at Just dino crisis. S- straight to t- straight to T Rex. Is that a, is that where we're going? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so Dino Crisis was released on the PlayStation in 1999, uh, developed by the same team behind the Resident Evil series, although I noticed that one of the designers of this game is uh, a guy named Shu Takumi. Hmm. Do you know what he went on to create? Uh, I'm going to guess Mega Man. No. <laughs> Phoenix Wright. Oh, okay. That's that's a thing I would have known. And now I want a Phoenix Wright game where everyone is a dinosaur. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I think I think Phoenix has the hair for it already. Yeah. He's got that spike in the back. He'd be like a maybe a like a triceratops or a stegosaurus or something. Oh, dang. I was going to go velociraptor, but you're right. He's too he's too nice for that. Oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh I mean, Edgeworth would be a good Velociraptor. I agreed. Can you imagine a, Velocif- a Velociraptor wearing frills? <laughs> yes. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, it's kind of like Resident Evil, except you are in this big, complex facility that's filled with dinosaurs, basically like Jurassic Park. Uh, and of course, everything is going wrong, and dinosaurs are just killing everyone. 
<laughs> Everything's going. And you're wrong. in there to get like certain information out. And I I didn't know there was a story to it. Pretty much. Wow. Uh, so what I do remember most about this game is that Matt and I got to a point where we legitimately thought that the game was over. Mm. And we thought we were done. And then suddenly, just bam, here comes a T-Rex. Here comes a T-Rex. If I had a dollar for every time. Just Kool-Aid man's (laughs) in on the scene. (laughs) Um, Okay. And basically, I mean, that's pretty much about it for Dino Crisis. I mean, it, it has been really been one of the more popular Capcom titles. I mean, it had a couple. I think it got up to three. And then it appears like in costumes and cameos and stuff in other games. I I, I only got to play it after the fact. So it's one of those uh, one of those ones that, uh, you know, it's a classic, but I only heard about it I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a game that I should have played when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not considering that it is, you know, a horror game. Yep. Um, but yeah. So, what are you clicking, Tim? Uh, I'm clicking on Tyrannosaurus Rex. Are you serious? Is it really on that? It is just like it is linked? seriously on here, and it is linked. Uh, yep, Tyrannosaurus. I'm just gonna turn into a Tyrannosaurus, and <laughs> uh, it makes me so mad. Uh, I thought I had a much better poll than you, and then you turned it around on me. For the Mark Bolin fronted rock band, CT Rex band. Oh yeah. Well, I guess that would have been a route too. Yeah. Um, all right. Look, yes, you won. Good job. But Thank I you. want to talk about <laughs> Sure. Who I would like to talk about dioramas because uh I mean, they they talk about these and there are some bits here that are pretty great, but I just want to go down uh I have two things that I want to talk about. First, uh well, one, dinosaurs are not on here, which come on. Diorama. Um, yeah, well, you know what I thought would be on here? Sue the T-Rex. Oh. And she is not, and I'm very upset. Uh, so, Sue, even though I follow you on Twitter and you're amazing, you let me down. And I, I'm I'm so mad. However, one of her friends, the life-size replica of a blue whale, is on this page. Uh, wait a minute, in, they're, they're friends? Yeah, on Twitter. Have, they- have you not... It, it's it's this blue whale. It, it it's it's been on her Twitter account before. They've shared Twitter accounts. What what do they talk about? I don't know history, <laughs> and nature. I mean, I, I know there's probably, there's there's a big whale skeleton in the Grand probably, Rapids Museum, and it that has its own um account too. Probably the probably Jeff Goldblum. She's really excited about Jeff Goldblum. Well, I mean, uh, I don't blame her. Yeah, yeah. He is uh, he is just below Tom Hanks in terms of uh, Americana celebrity. All right, so moving on, <laughs> uh, constructing a diorama. I want to talk about what makes a diorama. Tim, can you? There are three parts according to this. According to Wikipedia slash diorama, wiki slash diorama. What are the three parts of a natural history diorama? Just just make sure I know exactly what we're talking about. A diorama is just basically a a picture or a display generally in a shoebox yes I mean, yep so well first obviously you need this the subject of the of the diorama you would think that would be first but that's actually number three 
the taxidermy specimens. Well, number just three. because it's number three doesn't mean it's the least important. I suppose that's true. That could be the piece de resistance. Ooh. Um, I would assume that you would need like props or. Okay, you're you're getting there. Or something. I mean, so, you need uh, you need like a, a background, a backdrop. Oh man, man, Tim, you hit it. You're 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 amazing at this. Uh, did I get all be, three? But... You did. Yeah. So you need the painted background. Right. You need the foreground, and which includes uh, objects that uh, includes ground plants and other accessories to the oh, scenery. Okay. So the props. Awesome. Yeah. You and then the taxidermy specimens. Man, you nailed it. Good job. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you I'm not really sure what else there is. <laughs> you you apparently know how to construct a diorama. Nice job. Nice job. I am back. I am so sorry. Uh, but, well, Sky, you are just in time to hear about the the thing that I just found on this page that I really want to read more about. <clears throat> what page are you even on? Uh, wiki slash diorama. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. Under the heading, the modern diorama, because that's a thing. Uh, under miniatures... Okay, so miniature dioramas are typically much smaller, thus the name, using scale models to create uh, and landscaping to create historical or fictional scenes. Um, Shepard Payne, a prominent hobbyist, popularized the modern miniature diorama beginning in the 1970s. Citation needed. I don't need citation because I went to his to his wiki page because it exists. <laughs> Hmm. Shepard Payne was the first child born to American parents at, at the beginning or end of World War II, though he spent much of his childhood in New England. Um, after his service as, an, as a sergeant in the U.S. Army, he received a B.A. from the University of Chicago and lived in Chicago, uh, lived there for most of his life. For many years, Payne worked in the military his, history field as a freelance artist, sculptor, and writer. That's a thing, apparently. You can do this. His commissions included dioramas for private collections, notably those of Andrew Wyeth and Forbes magazine, museum projects, and several large commemorative sculptures for the Franklin Mint. So, apparently, like, okay, Payne had a broad knowledge of military history with special knowledge of the American Civil War, uh, Napoleonic Wars, and the, and the two world wars. And he just collected antiques and just started, like, doing all this modeling of these tiny, tiny little recreations of war scenes? Uh, including, uh, oh my goodness, uh, most, oh wow, this is great. Mo most modelers and miniaturists, miniaturists as in enthusiasts of miniature things, <laughs> first became aware of Payne's work through the series How to Build a Diorama tip sheets, included with monogram models of tanks, military vehicles, and airplanes from the 70s and 80s. Uh, he later did dioramas that included in the catalogs published by Tamiya Models? But he's well known for his box dioramas of shadow boxes. Uh, his boxes include In the Turret of the Monitor 1862, The Gun Deck of the HMS Victory at Trafalgar 1805, Napoleon at the Tomb of Frederick the Great 1806, The Remnants of an Army 1812, To a Fair Wind and Victory, Nelson on the Eve of Copenhagen 1801, and Rembrandt's Night Watch. <clears throat> Payne told the Chicago Sun-Times, when you get into dioramas, you're creating a work of art. 
I don't use the word with a capital A, but you're creating a 3D painting, and the satisfaction you get is much the same. He doesn't, some he doesn't ways, use the word what? Art. Uh, no. Word with a capital A. Like, right, he doesn't but, say capital oh. A art. Oh, I thought yeah. you said, like, capital A, I'm like, or something like capital that. Capital A art. I'm like, I don't use the word capital A. I'm like, yeah, because you just made it up. I've never heard that word. <laughs> Not a real word. <laughs> and some... And some uh, in some ways, dioramas are so interesting because they combine so many different elements in many different forms. You're basically telling a story without words, which is what, I, what art is. It's yeah. silent movies, except you don't have anyone moving, which is what art is. Oh, man. This guy's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. He has a podcast interview. I'm going to click this. You guys go on. Okay. Tim won, Tim won anyway. I won. Uh, Dino Crisis. Oh, we're off at Dino Crisis. No, he won't. Oh. I'm on T-Rex. I'm on, t- I'm, on, I'm on Tyrannosaurus. You guys, I'm so sorry I'm out. So- you guys, podcast uh, Studium Magazine has an interview with Shepard Payne, master model, model builder. That's and pretty they have, cool. They have an image of him here that has clearly been Photoshopped, uh, 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 filtered, and it looks like he has no eyes. It's very creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> So you made it to Tyrannosaurus. Hooray! Yep. Congratulations. We uh so mad. Uh, I'm sorry I, me- I like messed up the beginning and the end of this, <laughs> this episode. That's okay, Not Sky. Not great, but I'm really proud of you. I thought this might be hard because no. I was kind of worried. No, Tim Tim used video games and got there in two clicks. Yeah, I made it. My... I made it in a few. Yeah, two clicks. That's crazy. I two need to clicks. I need to start um Well, three. Three, yep. No, whatever. <laughs> I need to start like prohibiting myself from using video games. We do talk about video games a lot. And specifically <laughs> Capcom video games. And I was thinking like, man, I hope people that listen to this like video games because mm. otherwise. Uh, how I did it was I clicked on Ray Bet- Bradbury. Um, oh, wow. Because oh, he he yeah. typed Fahrenheit 451 uh, having to use uh, oh, yeah. typewriters in the library. Mm-hmm. He had to like rent them out for like a dime a day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and after I clicked on him, I went to science fiction, and then there's like mystery science fiction, and that's apparently what uh, Jurassic Park is under. What? <laughs> and then yeah, you go from Jurassic Park to Tyrannosaurus Rex. Wow, I actually made a guess while we were on the first page. I thought you may have gone through uh, Carbon Paper to Carbon Dating. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought about that. I tried that route because I thought you might try it. And uh, Does it work? <laughs> no, because carbon doesn't actually have, car- carbon paper doesn't have anything about carbon on it. What? Because it's not real carbon. Because it's wax. It. Well, yeah. I'm glad oh, I didn't do that. You you could actually three click it through Ray Bradbury too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Sound of Thunder, mm-hmm. Distant Thunder. Sound of Thunder. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Story where they... The time travelers go back to try to kill a T-Rex. And instead kill a butterfly. Yeah. Wow, look at us gaming the system. Jeez. So there's, much so there's a little bit of non-video game knowledge. <laughs> yeah, nice. Still, still nerdy. <laughs> I yep. just want to point out. Well, good job, guys. Oh, man. I found something incredibly boring, and I tried so hard. <laughs> yeah, you did. I appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, thanks for the game tonight, guys. Uh, Sky, Sky, can you can, can you make our with me. can you make the outro of this podcast uh, from Studio Ma- Magazine with Shepard Payne? 
Because oh, like the the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. I'll because at, yeah. at at one minute forty six seconds, they they ask him about remembering the first model he ever built. Oh boy. And then and then at two minutes forty nine seconds, does business spoil the joy of modeling? Oh man, it's it, seven seven minutes and seven seconds. Shep's biggest challenge. I I need to know now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just just play the entire other podcast <laughs> inside our podcast. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> interested to see what you guys talked about when I was gone. <laughs> uh, it's it's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. Um, if you want to listen to more of our podcast, we are at uh, wskbcast.blogspot.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WSKBcast, and we're on Facebook. Uh, we should know better, so you can go and like us there. Uh, follow us on Facebook, or on, on Twitter, because don't follow us on Facebook. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. <laughs> follow mm. us on Twitter, because sometimes that's we need stuff. That's where we live, yes. We need more people to follow us in order to make it worth <laughs> tweeting more things. Well, uh, if you listen to what we uh, mentioned earlier, we talked about Sue the T-Rex, so she's someone you can tweet. Uh, and she might actually listen to the podcast. Not her, but I mean, clearly her interns, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Do it, interns. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> well, you guys have a good night. Thanks. I, night. I love you, Tim. <laughs> love I'll, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> That's about fair. About your feelings on Tom Hanks. Oh, oh. And uh, just as a further shout out uh, to both Nicholas and Josh, if you listened this far, let me know and I will buy you some wine. <laughs> Ooh. I, they will need it. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you guys later. Bye. Do you remember the first model you ever built? As a kid, no. I don't think anybody can. I think I've just always liked miniature things. I think most people get into it because of that. Uh, there, there is a certain fascination for seeing little versions of things that you know as big things. It never occurred to me when I started out that I'd be able to build figures from scratch, yet within uh, four or five years I was doing that. And doing it remarkably well. Knowledge, ability, and creativity. A recipe for excellence. Thanks again, Shep. We wish you well. I wonder if Jamie Lee Curtis has, has done, because she does some great cosplay. I wonder if she's done cosplay for Dino Crisis. I think she would make a good, um, the main character's name is Regina. She would make a good Regina cosplay. At Jamie Lee Curtis right now. Do this happen, make make this happen right now. Yep. But she usually, she usually, um, cosplays as something with like a mask or something that covers her face so people don't recognize her. Oh, fine. Jeez. So unless she had like a, like a copy or something on her face. Or she could cosplay as one of the dinosaurs. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, the the dinosaurs are just dinosaurs. Like they're not actual like characters. <laughs> like they don't they don't take on human <laughs> traits or anything. They don't talk. The dinosaurs are just so it's not like the Jurassic World dinosaurs that have like like uh, motivation and uh, and they play parts in the movie. Uh, right, you, and, you can't, you can't Pratt. Chris Pratt these dinosaurs, yeah. nope. Man, I liked that meme so much. <laughs>